Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. So this is, we are doing 90 Day Fiance the Other Way, which yes. we call Toe. Toe. <laughs> if you listen to Reality Gaze. Yes, I can't take credit for that, coming up with that. Um, so this is episode two. Yes. And... Oof, this Nicole and Mahmoud, this is a doozy yeah. of, a, of a situation. And uh, I'm here, you know, I, I last week I was a little unsure about this. Like, oh, how's the season going to be? Should we be recapping it? And then this week I was like, ooh, things are getting good. Yeah, we were just <laughs> getting to know people last week. So it's kind of hard to get a sense. Know, a sense. Yeah, but well, it's- Sorry, it's also really hard too before they travel there, right? All of that, it's it's kind of boring watching them go to the airport and yeah. say goodbye and repeat the same seven things that we've heard them say, yeah. you know, for the last two hours and then get on the plane. Like it, it really starts getting good once they're both physically in the same place. Yeah, because then the <laughs> issues come oh, yes. out. Yes, yes. Well, do you want to start with Nicole and uh, let's, Mahood? Is it Mah- Mahood? Uh, yeah, is it Mahood? 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 Ma- or Mahood? No, Mahood. I yeah, Mahood. Mahood. I feel like that's what she's saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's start with them. So, so and, and Nicole's the one you see in the press. They use her picture a lot in the yeah the description and she's very you know she's got a she's very pretty and she's got this very unique look and just looking at her instantly i knew that she probably worked in fashion and clothes and something like that she's very stylish but she's 38 years old she lives in los angeles she has two jobs one of her jobs is being a pizza delivery person driver and then her other job is reselling clothes and, you know, she loves fashion. She's from a small town in Idaho called Ca- Council. Um, she went to fashion design school. Yes, she did. 
it sounds like she she sounds like she wandered for like 10 years kind of going different places exploring the world went to fashion design school and then probably got a you know yeah not probably she did she got a job in fashion design and it just didn't she hated it It wasn't for her which happens a lot and uh, she started studying meditation and spirituality and that led to her trip to egypt yeah, she said she was so she was in Egypt and she was shopping for fabric. She met Mahoud. Uh, they spent a few days together, uh, talked all the time. And then five days after she got back to the U.S., he asked if she would come back. And so she did a week later and they got married. Yes. <laughs> so just so I I was trying to do the timeline. So I think she she meets him. Who The other thing is Mahoud is 26. Nicole's 38. So there is a bit of an age gap. Mm-hmm. And so they hung out. She meets him during the day. They hung out the whole night. They spend the day together. So it looks like she's probably going home the second day. So now that's two days. She goes back to LA. She's in LA for five days. And then he asks her to marry him. And then she gets on a plane and goes back there for seven days later. Yeah, she said a week later she got yeah. on a flight and I guess they got married immediately. But then uh, after two months in Egypt, she said she needed to leave. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because she learned what is what everyone learns is, ooh, you know, Egypt's really fun when you're a tourist. Right. But living there, especially as a woman married to an Egyptian man is not good is not fun it's not it's not the fun i also want to know she's used to yes i I mean i think she just had i mean obviously you know they when they were just dating for those couple days (laughs) (laughs) like he, he he didn't really have any right to comment on uh, what she was wearing or you know all these complaints that he now has mm-hmm. and she said that you know once she went back there and they got married he basically told her look you cannot dress like this anymore mm-hmm. and it's not there's nothing wrong with the way she dresses she dresses like a you know a, a american woman who's interested in fashion i yeah. mean is she but he wants her to cover up all the time cover up her head um uh, don't talk to men, don't touch men, don't hug men. You know, he's just imposing all these religious and cultural values on her, like, all at once as soon as she gets there. And yeah. so she, that just drove her crazy and she said she had to leave. Well, I have a question. How does someone who's a... I, I don't get the sense that Nicole makes a lot of money. How is she affording all these plane trips to Egypt? No idea. I, I really want to know about that. I, I just, I'm so fascinated by... I don't know. She doesn't have kids. <laughs> yeah, kids suck up a lot of your money. Yeah, I, I, I really have no idea. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Those Anywho, are that's what I was wondering. Expensive planes because those are. I mean, especially seven days. That short. That's a two or three thousand dollar plane ticket. Yeah, maybe. I'm they not. need to have a ninety day financial discussion or something. I would love to get a breakdown of exactly how much each of these people have paid for these things. And what's, me you too. know, and how they and how they got the money and what it looks like and all of that. Yeah, me too. So 90 Day Fiance, if you're listening. Um, so then she's at a flea market and she runs into, well, not really runs into <laughs> <laughs> the producers. The producers <laughs> arranged for, for uh, is it Emmeline Evelyn and Janine and Nicole and this is the other thing, you know, one of the, either Emmeline or Janine points this out that Nicole is a 
is a little bit of a secretive person or she kind of holds things close to her chest. So they had no idea that she was going back to Egypt. The last they had heard was that she was going to get a divorce. And so they obviously are very surprised. And I think what's so hard about this is, you know, Emma Lynn and Janine, they're they're saying, you know, the right things. They're being supportive friends. But it's advice that you just can't apply. Do you know what I mean? To this situation, everyone, I think they keep people keep coming with this sort of Americanized, like, you know, let him know how you feel and, you know, let's tell him this. And it's not that simple. And I've had this with clients, too, that have been and, you know, raised in very conservative homes or, you know, parents are from another country and there is no there's no discussion. There's no talking like you cannot, you know, Mahmoud is not just one conversation with her. Mahmoud is not going to change his entire belief system right. and his religious beliefs and who he is and how he sees his life. Right. You know, so anyway, you know, I just before I forget this, I just had a, a thought about you were asking about the plane tickets. Mm-hmm. I bet you that um, the production company paid for that because she was already filming. Well, at least these last this last trip, mm-hmm. you know, because she was filming before she left oh, I to guess go to Egypt. There was a bunch of pictures. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the fir- obviously the first and second time before she was on this show, she paid for it. But I'm sure that the latest trips that all these people are taking mm-hmm. to go, you know, permanently, yeah. quote unquote, permanently go um, overseas. I'm sure TLC or whoever's paying for it. Yeah. Just just thought about that so the plan was right she was going to come back so the original plan after those two months was she came back here she was going to apply for the spousal visa so Mahmoud could come here and she was going to go back and forth so this is the plane tickets i was talking about she was going to go back and forth and she said that she'd gone back and forth about seven times so i feel like that's a lot (laughs) she went so oh sorry six times and she said then things started to you know things continue to fall apart they fought all the time about everything and um then she decided a let there she's married 11 months and she finally decides you know what i'm done i want a divorce and then blocked him yeah she canceled the visa k1 visa application but then she said you know she's talking about how just awful, you know, his standards are and how impossible it is. And then she says that she misses him like crazy. Yes. So really, is he really like a 26 year old, you're 38, all this stuff. What do you miss exactly? If you're fighting all the time, you haven't spent that much time together in real life at all. You're fighting all the time. He's treating you like, you know, uh, you know, like you have to do what I say. Mm-hmm. What does she miss about that? I I don't know. And I and I say this all the time to my clients, which is people have this idea and I see it more with women than men. But th- this idea of I this I love this person. They're my soulmate. I miss them. We're, we complete each other. Right. And it's like you can have relationships with people. The, Mahmoud and Nicole may be soulmates. It doesn't necessarily mean they need to be married. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? There's like there's the love part of a relationship where you're like, oh my god, you know, I I can't wait to see them and the butterflies and all of those feelings, and that's one part of it. 
But in order to have a successful long-term relationship, the other part of it is, is that the two of you have to have the same values. You have to want mm-hmm. the same things. You want to live the same kind of life, right? Our mother, what was her expression? Like if, if you don't want to live on a farm in Iowa, don't marry an Iowa farmer. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the problem in this. And I think that Nicole is mistaking just the fact that she really loves and cares about this person, but that isn't enough. No. And and you it's it's not enough to move. And just because you have this deep attraction and love to someone also doesn't mean that they're meant to be your li- lifelong mate. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times with these 90 day fiance couples, it's just like trying to fit a square peg into a round hole yeah. all the time, just constantly. And it's just frustrating. It's very frustrating. And I can imagine for all these friends, because we were talking before, right, that the friends really showed up this episode. Friends are, they're out. Um, But the one thing that she did say that I could, I, I would agree with her, she said that he kept changing the rules or kept adding on new rules. Mm -hmm. So, So she constantly felt like she was in trouble or that she wasn't doing it right, which I, I, have to say i can understand that like if because yeah. it sounds like she she wasn't going there insisting on wearing a tank top like she was like okay i'll cover up and i'll do this and i'll do that i'm not talking to men but she she did say that he kept busting out with new rules so i don't know if the rules are so long there's no way for one person to <laughs> absorb them all at once or if there is something a little manipulative and controlling about yeah it seems like in addition to yeah that it's not just the cultural rules but that maybe he's just a really jealous person yes and he would be like this regardless yes and this is the other part of it too is i feel like with nicole for someone who loves fashion clothes really define her she loves this like for her to you know give that up yeah it's part of her personality yeah and so that i think that's the other thing is is that she just, you know, she's she's having to give up a part of who she is and how she identifies with herself for this. And again, is that is love more important than that? And personally, I think you have to you have to like yourself and like your who you are and how you live your life. Exactly. And you know what? Yeah, he's he might be a great guy. He's not the only great guy in the world. Yes. There's a lot of great guys in L.A. I think. Yes, I think. And you know what? I think a lot of them are Egyptian. And yes, you know, it's, it's a very culturally diverse. Th- yes. Place. If, if that's what you like. Yeah. I'm sure they have a, a very large Egyptian community there. So you don't have to move to Egypt, uh, mm-hmm. Nicole. I'm giving you permission. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> to, to find it or maybe go somewhere else. L.A. is tough. Well, the, the other thing was um, that I've now just lost my train of thought oh she did say that this you know no one's loved her like this and then she goes into this whole story of like he's not a emo artist it sounds mm-hmm. like her her type before Mahmood right. was you know this kind of tortured artist right. and it's a little bit like okay so he's different those other people well, and maybe he's type yeah <laughs> yeah like wh- what huh just because he's different and i think that's the other thing that people latch on to is this is different than my this is different than my a different kind of person but it doesn't mean that the pattern is different right. you're still you're still going through the same pattern as we'll see with jen well you know you keep going through the same pattern but it just doesn't doesn't change yes yeah thank you all right well let's <laughs> let's move on to jen and rishi oh oh wait really or, quick about this okay. okay last thing she she says at the end 
well, you know, because they have that Skype call or or Zoom call and they're right. talking and it is so clear in that call. So, so clear, right? Like he's like, no, these are the rules. This is how it's going to be. This is it. And she ends the call and says, I think I can change his mind. Oh, wow. and, and she so she thinks that she can. This is and again, this is a very American thing, right? Which is we we have the best way, the right way. And so I'll just eventually convince them and show him that he is wrong and I am right. And that's not okay. No. All right. Sorry. Jen and Rishi. We don't really see Rishi. A lot of Jen. A lot of Jen. Jen. She's moving to India in a week. And so she's having a final dinner with her mom her brother and her sister-in-law mm-hmm. and they start talking and um it comes up that jen um not only has she never met rishi's parents but no she has met rishi oh parents. she well okay yeah let me back up she met them once when she was there in india and he introduced her as a friend yes big red flag so they don't know that um they are dating or engaged or anything mm-hmm. they just know they met this girl one time and they probably think well, we're never going to see her again yeah you know she's just traveling through here so they are shocked they're like you're kidding mm-hmm. and you know she's trying to say she did say that he told his parents that he didn't want an arranged marriage he wanted to have a love marriage but that Really, still, even if you have a love marriage, you're still expected to marry an Indian person, Mm. not some woman from the United States. Yeah. I mean, she knows this is going to be a problem. It already is a problem. And And Rishi knows this is a problem. Rishi knows this is a problem. Both of them know this is a problem. What I think is so interesting is it's revealed that Jen has this real bond with her sister-in-law, Tara, and that obviously jen even this person that you're really close to you're keeping all of these secrets from them and that's such a red flag <laughs> that's such like if you because she knew this is the reaction yeah, she, she was gonna she get she doesn't want to hear it she doesn't want to yeah. hear it she knows it's really that that, that people are going to have a problem with all of this and then the other thing too is is that she's worried about bringing up her feelings about that with rishi like this is the man you're going to marry and you don't even feel comfortable telling him how you feel that's a problem and i wrote down that she said that he has no plan to bring it up with his parents like you know because i think Mm -hmm. she confronted him about it like well when are you going to tell your parents yeah and he was just kind of like i don't know not right now so how 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 is this gonna is this like a jenny and sumit thing all over again (laughs) feels like it it. you know excuse me so then so then jen the producers fly in randy and myra mira randy and mira mira fly in her friends from college who have seen jen go through this over and over again and then we learn a little bit about jen's backstory that she rushed into a marriage with someone she only knew for a few months her friends did not like him he sounded like he was really um controlling and what what did they say rude he was rude yeah he just never spoke to them yeah she said i don't i'd never uh, one of them, I can't remember which one, said she was, you know, at the wedding and her husband never once even spoke to her, even though there's this is like her best friend. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that marriage did not last. It only lasted two years. And so her friends are here to, again, sort of basically calling her out on this behavior that she has where she is, you know, you pick terrible men. These two friends, they were, I mean, I was laughing, but they were blunt. They were very harsh. They were very harsh. They were right in her face. And while I think everything they said to her was true, I, I, I just feel like she's got her plane ticket. She's got the plane ticket. She's going to go. She needs to make this mistake. And I feel like for these friends, you either have to decide like to accept Jen for who she is, because it's really about it's not until Jen decides she doesn't want to do this anymore, that this is going to change. Or maybe you shouldn't be friends with her. You know, that, that this is like the whole thing of wanting to control other people and change other people. Yeah. And also, that's not the way to do it. Like the way that they're approaching it. Oh, yeah. Is is not the way to do it. And yeah, the whole time Jen just looked really kind of sad and dejected. Well, I think she thought they were going to have a nice little lunch. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, what is happening here? You know, she she clearly seemed, um, you know, like she was bombarded with that. Like she wasn't expecting it. And then was it at that dinner? Yeah, I think it was at that dinner, lunch, whatever it was. Where one of them, I can't remember which Randy. It was Randy, or, yeah. Randy, who's kind of obnoxious. She she suggested, or no, the other one, I don't. Well, Randy's the one that who's brought the up. the blonde one? The, Randy. Okay. And then the dark haired one is, is Myra. Myra. Okay. So one of them suggested, you know, that, that they have this plan. They were going to catfish Rishi. Because one mm-hmm. of their complaints was, if you look at his social media, he's only friends with women and you know, he has all these pictures of himself and Jen's, well, yeah, he's a model, you know, but mm-hmm. anyway, they are but suspicious. They're, yeah. They're worried that he right on his, on his Instagram, that he has no sort of like, this is my girlfriend right. or I'm going to get married. Single. He looks very single and acts like he's very single though. I have to say in Rishi's defense, you know, I have an Instagram that's for my business and yeah, he's he a wouldn't person- know. He wouldn't a, know. <laughs> he's a personal trainer, and he probably yeah. The, yeah. This is ha- this I don't is, post pictures of my husband on it. Yeah, this so. is his image. He's putting out yeah. to the world. You know that he's this hot guy. Of course, he's. Of course, women are going to be the ones who are. You know. Anyway, so one of them has this bright idea to catfish him on social media and see if he responds. And yeah, so, that's Randy who did that. Okay, so Randy calls her the next day and says, "Oh, I I sent him a message." And he responded and she seems the way way she was describing what was said, I felt was completely innocent. It was sort of like she said, hey, you know, nice picture or, or something, made some compliment. And then he wrote back and he said, oh, ha- hello. You know, yeah. how do we know each other? How do we know each other? Which nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you know, where are you from or where do you live? Something like that. And based upon those two questions that he yeah. asked. And he never said anything else, never tried to, you know, take it further, hit on her, nothing. And and she says, oh, this is a red flag. And mm-hmm. he said those two things. Yeah, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, Randy, you jumped the gun by scheduling this. Like, wait yeah. it out. You need to wait this out. I'm with you because I think that, again, I don't want to be like Jen and make excuses for Rishi. Because I, I think there's, you know, I don't think Jen should go to India. But... At the same time, yeah, that is all. I get weird messages from people and sometimes you respond, sometimes you don't. And, you know, he wasn't just he was asking pretty innocuous exactly. questions he didn't and do anything wrong. there was no kind of gotcha moment. But 
Randy felt this need to have this follow-up conversation with her. Well, she was given a task by yeah. the producer. Yeah, she was. And Rand- <laughs> she had, Randy does she not mess around, it. people. She, she only had a couple days yeah. to, to devote to this. She uh, had to finish it, and she got it done. So anyway, Jen didn't really give a shit. Yeah, honestly. no. Again, Jen's got her ticket. Jen is leaving. But you know what? This is Once she gets to India, this part is going to be very interesting because she talks about being jealous and possessive, and that's why she's not following him on social media. Oh, she doesn't yeah. want to get anxious about it. But like, why are you if you have a problem with jealousy, don't don't marry a model trainer. Exactly. Because women are always going to be attracted to him. And then they show in the scenes for next week, they show Rishi's parents showing him photos of women who, you know, they want to you know, have set him up on an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. With, you know, so they they're they, they are clueless. I don't know. This is yeah, this is not gonna go well and what does his parents think these cameras are for i don't know that's a good question like what is rishi telling them about these cameras like yeah and again this the i've had clients who i have i worked with a client whose parents basically decided that they cannot have a relationship with any anymore because he is marrying a girl she is indian but she's from a different caste Mm. and that is enough for them to be like you and he's basically having to pick between his family and wow his and his future wife so it is it's hardcore it really is and rishi i think is trying to have his cake and eat it too i think he's i think he i think he wants to have this relationship with jen but he doesn't want to deal with his parents so again i don't know how this is going to work I don't know. It'll maybe be interesting. He, maybe maybe he's just doing this for attention. Maybe he told them that it, you know he's a part of some documentary or something. Do you think Rishi? And, and so, do you think everyone keeps saying that Rishi's going to take advantage of her? I, does Jen have any money? I mean, what I exactly? Think so. I I think he's got money. So he what's, has a, he has two good jobs. Yeah. So she doesn't even have a job. So what is he going to? Again, I don't know what I don't know what he's getting any out of this besides. Right. Wanting to be in this relationship with her. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So let's move on. Do you want to do Chris and Jamie? Sure. Gabe? Well, we'll do Chris and Jamie. Okay. was not a lot. They're, they, they're preparing to meet. Mm-hmm. Jamie, we had this sad scene at the airport. You know, it really was sad. I was yeah. like, you know, her poor family. They don't know like when they're ever going to see her again. They're worried about her. I mean, as they should be. Yeah. You know, they're being a, they're being very supportive, but they're very, yeah. worried, very worried about her. Yeah. Yeah. I Listen, if that was my kid, I would be worried, too, or my my mother. And yeah. it was interesting when she really she started listing things. And when you when she starts to list them like she's leaving, she's never been out of the country before. She's never lived in a big city. Mm. She doesn't speak the language. You know, she has a serious medical problem yeah. and she knows one person there and that is really overwhelming so that that was hard that was yeah that was very sad but then we see in Colombia, we see jamie going to see some friends who um you know are going to do her hair and makeup she's, and she revealed that she used to do pageants yes she's and a pageant she, kid. she's a pageant kid and she worked with these guys and then she was a pageant coach or something. And she worked. said model coach, but maybe model that's passion. Coach. What else? Yeah. But 
again, her friends, these two guys, somehow see everything very clearly. Yeah, like, they're very skeptical. Yeah, yeah, they too are like, wait a second, hold on, that's not love, and hold on, wait a second, that's not... I mean, they're really everything that she said. They're kind of like, wait, hold on. And then that one friend really called her on this when she said, well, Chris had disappeared, and my grandmother died, and so I reached out to someone else, and he said, oh, you, you had an affair, and she said, well, no, it's dependent on how you see it, and he's like, well, the first time you reach out to someone is the start of an emotional affair. I was like, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so Jamie, I mean, J- Jamie's, Jamie feels like she is entitled to have an affair with someone because her grandmother died. <laughs> and, and she was feeling, and she was feeling sad. Right. I mean, that's what it seems like. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. She's, I don't she's know about weird. her. I, yeah. I also, she's, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust her, her. I don't find her like endearing at all. I, no. There's something shady about her. And I, and I, you know, I really feel for Chris. Chris is such a sympathetic character to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really worried about her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best is she said, they're asking her, like, how do you know you've never seen this person in, in person? And, um, and she said, what was her quote? She said, she knows Chris is the one because she feels butterflies through the phone. <laughs> okay, then. All right. All right. Yeah. It's just, oh, boy. All right. All right. So you want to do Gabe? Yeah, Gabe. Gabe. Well, it's very little Gabe, but we got to meet Isabel. Yes. Who I feel, I, after seeing I Gabe like and her. Isabel, I like her. I like I'm her feeling a lot. a lot better about this relationship with Gabe and Isabel. I'm I'm feeling a little more hopeful yeah. than I was before. I like her. She seems just very understanding, open-minded, yeah. loving, caring. I mean, yeah. I'm waiting for the other shoe <laughs> to drop. Yes. Yeah. So I think we first we first see Gabe. He's packing his bags, talking to his mom. His mom doesn't understand why he's rushing into the marriage. And we find out that one of the issues is, is that he has a limited visa, right? So I guess you can only travel to the country for 111 days, mm-hmm. 118. Yeah. And so they're at this point now where he they either have to get married or he can't, you know, this isn't going to work. They're not going to just keep renewing this visa forever. Yeah. So, but we meet Isabel, who's 34, and we see her playing Nerf Wars with her kids. She has a daughter, Sarah, 16, and a son, Miguel. And we learn that she got pregnant at 17 very early with her first boyfriend. They broke up. And then about a about a year later, or a little while after, she meets Miguel's father, and then things go bad again. I guess he was much older than her. And so she ended up going to school. She left all these men, went to school, got a job to support her kids. And so that's why I feel like, okay, I'm liking you, Isabel. Yeah. Like you, you've, you, you're self supporting. Yes. And you learned about yourself. Right. You saw this pattern. Got you said, I got to stop this pattern. I got to. And I think that's one of the reasons why she really likes Gabe is Gabe is very different, has a different air, yes, different, different energy. energy. Yeah. She said, or I think it was Sarah, the daughter who said that, all of her mom's former boyfriends were sexist and rude. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I said that rude thing earlier. I'm like, who? I know someone said yeah. sexist and rude. So yeah, Miguel has a, a different, totally different energy because he... Gabe. Sorry, what did I say? Miguel. Miguel has a son. Yeah, he just has a, a different energy. Yeah. Well, God, that Sarah is beautiful. I mean, mm-hmm. Isabel is beautiful. Isabel, beautiful. Sarah is even more beautiful. And 
they do she does mention like we're like sisters and there is a little bit yeah uh, well they're very close yeah they're very close in age and so they feel like sisters um just don't take it too far like extreme sisters well and so this was interesting too right where isabel says that she's she met gabe gabe gave her his social media and then Isabel, so, and then once he knew that she saw his social media, he felt like, oh, I need to tell you something. I need to. Yeah. He because, had a little bit of a different story. Yeah. And that was weird because I think this sounds like Isabel meets Gabe, goes on his social media, sees that he has transitioned. And um, so she knows instantly. She knows before he even says anything. Right. To her. Because he had chronicled it on social media mm-hmm. yeah he claimed that he met her at the club or whatever that night and then he decided he was going to tell her the next day but it sounds like there was maybe more time unless she did all this facebook investigating and yeah night. isabel got it i mean i like to just go to bed but i guess <laughs> some people want to deep dive into someone's yeah. well, instagram either way it's not like he was trying to hide anything yeah he's, yeah he's got a lot and she said that it didn't bother her because in her mind, he was there was nothing feminine about mm-hmm. him, and she kind of intimated that she knew, <laughs> yeah, that you know there really wasn't anything feminine yeah. about him. That's yeah. kind of the vibe that I got. So maybe they had been intimate before it was this was confirmed. I don't know, but um, she was, it was just like I'm fine. I'm attracted to him. Mm-hmm. I love him. It doesn't matter to me, and it doesn't matter to Sarah. You know, yeah, open-minded. they don't know how to tell tell Miguel. They need mm-hmm. to tell Miguel, and then obviously her family. Um, she did say that she didn't know how to react. It was interesting the way she said it. Like when she found out, she said, "I didn't know how to react, but I knew I wanted to keep talking." And I just think that that made me think that okay, this is a person with their head on their shoulders, yeah, right? Sure. That not this. Oh my God, this love of my life. I love them, and uh, no, I don't care at all. I think it's a very human reaction to okay, not what I expected. This is new to me. This is a new experience, but I like this person and I'm going to keep exploring it. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, thank God for you, Isabel. Somebody. I know. So normal. Now, now I'm worried. Now I'm worried for Isabel. I'm like, <laughs> what? changing. So what? You, what, are you, what are you worried about for Isabel? You well, feel like Gabe is... There has to be drama on this show. Otherwise, it's boring. You know? So yeah. There has to be drama with every couple. So I don't know. I'm trying to. What is their drama going to be? I think. I think the drama is going to be this whole thing about telling his family. I and I really do think that there have been other people where, you know, they it was a good match and it worked out and all of that. And I think for those people, it's like blood from a stone kind of a thing where there really isn't a lot, so they have to make it up. But I do think that there, besides telling her family, I do think there could be some drama in terms of what what we were talking about last week with Gabe and jumping into these relationships and and also obviously Isabel's dedicated to her children mm-hmm. and I wonder if Gabe is going to respect work, that res, res, or... respect that and kind of like he's kind of getting an insta family yeah. and I'm wondering if he's going to get overwhelmed by that or right because he's a yeah. little bit of a fly by night you know yeah person yeah all right are we All saving right. the best for last? Our oh, favorite Danielle, I cannot hate a person more than I hate this person. <laughs> and I just love you, Han. 
Well, oh, I don't gosh. know. Johan, the, the, the sparkle is kind of worn off of Johan. Oh, no. And not that he's not that he's bad or anything, but just, I don't know. He, you don't like the way he's running his business? I don't like the, <laughs> I don't like the flies on, no, the, no. on the meat. No, no, no. No, I don't know. It's just kind of like, okay, like, what's so great about this guy other than his physical I mean, appearance? Yeah, I think he just seems like. Yeah, I don't think he's a deep thinker. I don't think that he's, you know, yeah. the greatest at cocktail parties, but um, I like him more than I like her. Oh, well, that's not so that's not hard. I guess. Yeah. All right. So they, we pick up right. I mean, literally right where we leave off. They're in the car. She's just dropped this bombshell and told him that no mas New York, <laughs> Nueva York, um, that they uh, and so just love this she they're driving back and she tells them all this and then they're like okay well now we have to go see the family you know it's like danielle you couldn't have picked a different time you know now right. he has to open the door and see his family and oh after you know hearing all this after hearing all of this but i guess he, so he lives with 16 other people yeah there were 16 people in one wow. house and um everyone loves danielle because I think everyone sees Danielle <laughs> as, you know, Miss Moneybags. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know who said that. Is this, Johan must have said this. It says every Dominican dreams of the U.S., mm-hmm. you know, that and the, his he's the appointed one in his family. Yeah, it sounds like it. Make it to the U.S. And, you know, so they're going to spend one night there at his house but, and then go to a hotel because mm-hmm. that's all Danielle will entertain. Yeah. Well, and she said something else to him about like, I can't remember what this is in connection to her. She said to him, do you want, you know, do you want a miserable wife? It's like a lot of this kind of like manipulative, emotional blackmail with him all the time of like, you know, make me comfortable, make me happy, or I'm going to basically saying, if you don't make me happy, I'm going to be miserable and, and take it out on you. Yeah. And that's not fair. She's really bitchy. She I is. Mean, this whole episode, she was so nasty and bitchy. And it's just like, wow. Like, yeah. Where, I mean, you're a spiritual yoga teacher. and uh, Exactly. Jeez, you, yeah. you don't walk the walk, lady. No, and it's almost like a, she got married to him. She locked that down. And now she's just kind of like, okay, now yeah. you got to do whatever I want. Yeah, and, yeah. Forget your dreams. Yeah. But I will say that this, I think this is the moment where I really did like Johan, where he said, basically, he's like, okay, he concedes he's going to keep the peace. But then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to let her see how the D basically what he, what he didn't say this verbatim, but he's like, I'm just going to let her see that being in the DR is not that great. And that when you're not on vacation, it's not fun. And, and I bet you anything that she will very quickly realize that she does not enjoy this. Right. So the, the question is how long will she do that? And then will she also just continue to hold the visa over his head like is she going to start applying for the visa she's not going to apply she hasn't applied for the visa no and she said she's not going to basically I mean, yeah so but i think johan still thinks that she's applying for the visa she never told him that she wasn't applying for it i think he i think he inferred that but but so i don't know yeah i don't know what's going to happen the way she worded it she said well now that i've told johan that we're going to be staying in the DR longer than he thought. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do X, Y, Z or whatever. So 
Yeah, she's not telling him directly anything. She's yeah. just basically saying, you know, I don't I don't want to go back and live there and I want to live here. And so, yeah, she's really just stringing him along. Uh, well, and then so this is the crux of what happened with them was they Danielle goes to see Johan's butcher shop. And it was a bit oh, of a culture shock. You forgot her oh. 10 step skincare routine. Oh, God. <laughs> I guess I just I blocked that out. Please <laughs> yeah. tell me about the 10 step skin, well, skincare routine. I don't routine. know what the 10 steps are. It starts with ice. But she says in New York, she has a 10 step skincare routine. Morning she, and night. Morning That's and night. a lot. I mean, her skin is nice, but I mean, it's not like. Whatever. Why? Yeah. Why do you need a 10 step? I don't know. But you know. she says it, she can't really do it at Johan's house because she doesn't have all the accoutrements and the water. The You know, it doesn't really look like he, they have running water there. I don't think they do. Um, so she's outside. with. I guess that's why she had the ice because there's no water. I don't really know. But yeah, she's got her little roller thing. Yeah, I see those all the time. Face. Should I get one of those? I don't think so. Do you think that'll make me look any younger? No. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've never tried it. But... I have like a three-step skincare routine that I do once a day, and I feel very proud that I managed to get that together. <laughs> yeah. Well, I only have two steps. I wash my face with some cleanser. And mm -hmm. then, well, I do have three steps, I guess. I put some... I always have a special eye cream mm. I put on, and then I put on my moisturizer. And Well, wait. It. Do you put on the eye cream at, at night or during no. the day? No. In the morning. Like... After I shower, you know, mm -hmm. my skin is, you know, and if I, if I don't shower, I'll still put it on. I wash mm. my face, put it on. Yeah. See, I cleanse my face in the shower and then I do take, do this toner and let that dry. And then I put on like these moisturizers with SPF oh. and then I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. And I don't know. I'd like to do more, but I, you know, I, yeah, I don't know what's worth the money and what's not worth the money. I see stuff all the time and I think, uh, you know, cause I've tried a lot of different things and I've just found nothing really does yeah, anything. Yeah. The expensive stuff, the times that I've invested a bunch of money in something, I'm kind of like, it's kind of the same as something else. I don't know. Tell us if anyone has a great skincare yeah. routine that would like to share it with us. I know. I mean, I think the celebrities, celebrities, you know, they, mm -hmm. Yeah, they go to the fancy dermatologist and get all these fancy treatments and lasers and peels. And uh, and that stuff probably does work. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it does. You, you look at, yeah, you look at celebrity women who look really great. They wouldn't look like that if they didn't, if they oh, weren't no. rich. Yeah, that's that's what money will do for you, right? Anytime you see the picture of the Kardashians, right, from then and now, it's like, yeah, this is what hundreds of millions of dollars exactly. can buy you. I know, I saw a quote one time, I can't remember who said it, but they said the... The best way to have great skin is to be rich. Yes. Yes. So anyway, All right. well, I, just thought, I just wanted to, 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 uh, <laughs> yes, you're right. No, out, yeah, no. The, and they devoted a lot of time to it. So yeah. I, don't, I think I blacked out during that time. So then they go to the butcher shop. Okay. So I actually Googled and I really oh, want, wow. okay. Yes. I Googled. I really wanted to know because this is obviously a cultural thing. And I really wanted to know, is it is standard practice for these kinds of meat shops? Right. Like, what is the standard? And refrigeration. In refrigeration. Right. I couldn't really... Of course, I got a bunch of articles about these two people because, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't care about them. I really want to know. Because she, she walked in with a look of disgust on her face. And 
Being from the U.S., I can totally understand. Like, I'm sure the smell wasn't great. Yeah. The flies, it is very disturbing. And, um, you know, I don't I don't think Steve could even handle being in that shop. Oh, no. He would be scarred. My husband is life. obsessed with... Um, Food, food preparation, dates, food, food expiration, expiration dates. And of course, my son now is too. So, so <laughs> that must be fun. For yeah. You. Oh, it's, it's a good time, but yeah, I will see things and I'll be like, oh, I can't buy that. That's expiring in a couple of days. I'm never, <laughs> we don't have time. We don't have time. I just dumped out a bunch of milk this morning. I mean, it was just like, cause Steve was like, this is three days old. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. And yesterday we were at our mom's house. And Steve was horrified <laughs> to find in her refrigerator a bottle of ketchup that had expired in 2016. Well, that is bad. That is I have bad. to say. And mom started true. making these excuses like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't have that. Oh, where where'd you she, get that from? She's like, no, there's that's where did that come from? There's another one in there. Where did that come from? I that that's not what I use. <laughs> Steve's like it's right where you told me it was. It's like it was right in the door where you told me it was. (laughs) Yes. So that and so, do you have any knowledge on this? Like, on is this the standard? Well, I mean, just from traveling, I, 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 I I have seen a lot of meat markets Mm -hmm. like this. Maybe not so. I think they played it up. You think a little bit with they kept showing the same footage of like the same flies on yeah. the same pieces of meat. There were quite a few flies. There were though. quite a few flies, and they were, you know, <laughs> trying to uh, bat the flies away. That was not, not a wor- good system. Not, not working at all. But I do think, yeah. I mean, our standards. I mean, you. You. I mean, I go to yeah, like to Chinatown, different places, and you see like these carcasses mm-hmm. <laughs> hanging in the window and. I mean, I think it is different. I think it's, I think it's displayed that way, and then, uh, you know, obviously overnight they've got to put it in something. But I think, I think that that is cultural. Yeah, what he's saying, I, I do believe that. But I do think they played it up a little. Okay. Well, she comes in and starts grilling him like he just asked for funding on Shark Tank. You know, yeah. like dun, dun, dun. like he yeah. literally just wanted to show her the butcher shop, like look at this, you know, look at what this thing that I did. And she goes right into, you know, well, this is disgusting and this isn't going to work. And how much are you earning? Give me your books, you know, yeah. like show me your receipts. Yeah. And, I'm gonna and wh- this in my computer. And she, she automatically without even looking at any documents, she's already assumed he's not making any money. Yeah. Just by the looks of this place. And I have to say that I wonder if that was even real. You you don't think the butcher shop is real? No, there was something about it that because it was literally like a room Mm -hmm. with the walls are completely bare except for a sign that says like, you know, Pollo and then, you know. Yeah, which was like slanted. Yeah. And it had some prices. It was like a price sign, but it looked very weird and there was literally nothing else in that room there was a counter mm-hmm. and there was meat on the counter and then like kind of like a light hanging from it looked like a stage that i mean a butcher shop when you go into a butcher shop there are there's like all kinds of stuff everywhere what i mean i think it was fake so you think it was fake well, it definitely looks like a front for something if, if yeah. someone was going to do something. But I don't think Danielle's that good of an actress to be able to, because she seemed visibly disgusted and mad. And 
all of these other things. I don't think they're that good at actors, but I'm with you. It's, it is bizarre. It didn't look real, right? It, it didn't yeah. look normal. Yeah, it didn't, but it was also, uh, maybe this could be, I just don't think they're that good of actors. And I, I really did believe what was happening. I really do that. She mm. was disgusted, but maybe, maybe she's a better actress than I thought. I mean, listen, I don't think that her concerns are valid, but there's a way of saying, Oh, what is in your culture? How do you, you know, is this is this the standard for how you mm-hmm. display meat? And how does that work? Does does the do you then put the meat back into the freezer? Like, ask a few questions well, first. Also, she spent a lot of time in the Dominican Republic at this mm-hmm. point, and she's never seen a butcher shop. She's never gone to a grocery store. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's never had occasion to see how food is uh sold and I don't think she has. I mean, listen, I didn't watch that other show, the the caribbean love but i do think that when they go there i think it's i think she goes and i think she says hi to his family and then i think they get back in that car and i think they go back to a resort i really do or some kind of very americanized place so because she mentioned she said oh that's why i got sick on the meat the last time and i'm never gonna eat meat in this country and and all of that i mean i just get the sense that she that that this is the most that she's seen of what really his life is like. Hmm. (sighs) But Um, Johan does say at the very end, I do want to quote him. He's like, what business is going to make money instantly? And I'm like, you're right, Johan. You are. You do have to invest money into your businesses. And listen, I understand Danielle's anxiety about everything in terms of not wanting to, I mean, obviously she's worried that she's going to get there and he's going to keep sinking money into this business. That's not going to work. Right. And she's going to keep, you know, giving him money. But, um, again, Danielle, you, if you just follow through with the first agreement that you made with him, you know, this wouldn't be an issue. You wouldn't be freaking out. And I think that that's, we see it in the previews next week where it's like, Johan's just kind of like, well, no, I don't have the money for this apartment because we were supposed to be going to the U.S., lady. Well, yeah, and he makes so little money, you know, and he's, yeah, I don't know. And, you know, one thing she said that I just thought was like, creepy she she says uh, like i get why he wants to open a butcher shop he's six seven with big hands yeah Yeah, go cut some meat and it's like what yeah gross and yeah she she just objectifies him yes Yes. all the time she objectifies him she puts him down Mm -hmm. she has no faith in him it's like why did you marry this guy yeah yeah why like why you seem to hate him quite frankly you know, and then she expects this guy to pay for half of the rent on this apartment. You know, I mean, you've seen the house. You've seen 16 people living in this place, Danielle. Yeah. And there was one point when they were talking about money. And I think it was when she was asking him how much he paid his employees. And and they put up on the screen what he said, how much it was in um you know, Dominican money, how, what that translated to in the U.S. Yeah, I think it's pesos. Do they use pesos? pesos? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And they translated the money into U.S. and it was something like, you know, a dollar fifty a day or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like something crazy. I mean, it's like the, <laughs> the standard of living here, Danielle, is very mm-hmm. different and what people get paid and everything else. And she just wants him to pay for half the rent. Yeah. Well, OK, so here's do you have a prediction? How long will Danielle last in the Dominican? living there day to day teaching yoga on the beach 
Gosh, that's a tough one. Because I feel like she's so stubborn, she'd probably stick it out for a while. Um, I mean, less than a year. Oh, God, you're giving her a lot more time than I thought. I honestly, I give it about, is it more than Nicole in <laughs> Egypt? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of like four months. Four months, yeah. I'm going to give it about four months. I think it's going to take her, you know, I think that there's the initial high, then I think that you then settle in and I think people kind of get, you know, it's hard at first and then you get that second wind and she does speak the language, which I think does help her. Um, but it sounds like she, you know, there's lots of things that she doesn't know how to say to him. Um, so again, I don't know if she's going to be able to get a job and how this is all going to work. Yeah, I don't she know. She doesn't have a ton of money. She's asking him to pay half the rent. And yeah. She, yeah, anyway. but that's the but that's the thing is she, I think the thing is I feel like she has some money. I think that she wants him to pay half the the rent to be to be equals. But they're and it's not like, equals. But yeah, and that's the thing, Danielle. You're not equals. Like he is dependent on you. He is a hard worker, and you're right. Why did she marry him? Because she seems to just only love the fact that he's a big guy, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Johan, get out. <laughs> I, honestly, I would love to see Johan be like, F you, divorce her, and then get back on it. Yeah. And find, oh, find someone else who wants to go to the U, who wants to live Johan, in the U.S. and appreciate are, you. Yeah, there are so many women who will bring you to the U.S. and get you a visa, and you can live out your dreams. Yes. It, here, <laughs> yeah. And I think that if, I don't think Johan would split with i don't i think johan would stick around i think that if if he found someone he cared about i think he would yeah you know oh johan <laughs> you got to get away from Daniel. <laughs> now i now i'm worried about him yes got three people i'm worried about all right well yes but i'm feeling better about gabe and isabel mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it i'm very very worried for chris I'm very Nicole and Mahmoud. I, no way. I, I give her another two weeks back there. I yeah. think I, there's no way she's going to last yeah. again. Um, and I also wonder if she decides she I kind of have this feeling that she that producers approached her and she was like, oh, I was going to divorce the guy. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we'll, well pay for all this yeah, stuff. And she like mm. drag it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I also wonder, too, is she anyway yeah she could have contacted them when you know originally when she was applying she did apply for the k-1 visa but she canceled mm -hmm. it so she could have contacted them back then and then things changed but so she decided to give it one more yeah go you know. for tv Oy. anyway so oh, oh, looking boy. forward to next week yes so yes we and have... we're gonna meet someone new next week too yeah the uh, big age gap you know the 50 year <laughs> age gap yes couple so what we have on tap for this week is uh, this episode is coming out Tuesday. On Thursday, we are going to have an episode where we're going to be covering Extreme Sisters, Ooh. which is on TLC. And it's it's I've had a little trouble like finding places to watch it. But it, if you it's really good. It's season mm -hmm. two. Um it's a really good show. I mean, <laughs> if you can find it, if you have basic cable. Yeah, you have to have basic cable. You have to have TV. Like, yeah, I mean, well, because it's, it's not it's on not the app. On Discovery Plus. They only have season one on Discovery Plus. So if you have regular cable or 
if you have like a live like i have hulu with live tv i can get it that way but anyway it's worth it to find it it's just it, it's unbelievable what yes what's on this show so we're going to um, talk about that on Thursday, and then we're also going to drop a bonus episode, a Sister Wives bonus episode, finishing up the Sister Wives book. Didn't want to leave you hanging. Yeah. <laughs> if, no. if someone's finished part two, <laughs> just wondering just what happened waiting. with these people. What happens in part three and four? Well, you'll find out yes. on Thursday. Yes, yes. And so going forward, uh, then we'll be doing sisters on thursday and oh tuesdays and you know we'll see how it goes whatever else comes up yeah so thank you so much for listening yes and if you haven't already please subscribe to our podcast and also if you could um leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts, that would really help us out yeah we got some recently you I learned from you that we got some really nice reviews we from did. people. And I was like, are we related to them? It's no. like, no. Strangers. <laughs> Strangers like the show. Yeah. So it's it really does help and it encourages us to keep to keep trucking and yeah, moving forward and building the PLP empire. Yeah, because we don't know. We just put this stuff out there and we're not really sure. <laughs> We're not really sure if people like it. Our mom likes the show, but we have no... Anybody else, we have no idea. Yeah, so So it's very nice to to leave And we appreciate it. Yes. We have an email, um, Psych Legal Pop... Is it podcast? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have shortened that. Podcast at gmail.com. So if you have ideas of shows or if you have any input like, hey, I like this show. Can you cover that? Or, hey, less of this and more of that. We would love to hear it. We always appreciate it. And um, we want to hear from you. What is it that you want? What do you want us to cover? Yeah, because we like everything. Yeah, yeah. Not everything. But I mean, we, we're very diverse and i mean we can go highbrow and we can go low yes we've really sort of gone low and stuck there because that's what the people seem to want i mean that's that's the thing is is that we we are doing we're picking a lot of these topics based on the numbers you know what people are listening to and what people aren't so so we're happy to happy to do it all right i think that is it that covers it we'll see you next time see you later bye bye 